0: Welcome to Much More Muchier with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an odd imagination production. This episode is brought to you by Newsly, Quips and Cups, and Bubbles and Baguettes. Make sure you check out the links below. Thank you, Newsly, thanks, Quips and Cups, and thank you, Bubbles and Baguettes.
1: Well, today I am with the ever talented and wonderful Jennifer Winger, aka Jennifer Van Dien, or <laughs> how do I how I pronounce that? Because us Texas folks say Van Dien. Is that not yeah. right?
2: It's Van Deen.
1: Van
3: Dean, like James Dean, but with a big Van in front of it.
1: It's oh, still
3: Okay. Talk. I don't know. It's very weird.
2: And I'm from Tennessee, and we there we say it Van Dean, Van Dean.
1: Yeah. Okay. And see, I did I did read up on the whole you being from Maynardville. Tennessee so that's fun yeah Um, and uh, I would just like to say that I am super excited to be talking with you guys uh, because we are also here with Casper uh, and um, we all know Casper from Starship Troopers that was like the sci-fi movie that did everything right Um, oh wow it was they just celebrated his 25th Anniversary, right? We, did. we just
3: had a 25th anniversary. We did a, a DVD they have out with all this. It's a new tin case with uh. We all did a um a, a Zoom meeting on it. It's all on it. There's a, all the the cast 25 years later.
2: And they're having um, a Starship Troopers reunion con in Germany next in like a week and a half, like in a week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And also, <laughs> Heidi's out there uh, tomorrow, and then. And then Battle of Saipan is out tomorrow. Uh, both of them in theaters and select places and also uh Matt Heidi's all over Europe right now, gonna be uh, out so
2: Saipan is the 29th, isn't it? I think
3: it's, it's two- in
1: theaters on the 25th, but it releases VOD on the 29th. 29th
2: yeah. VOD, awesome. Okay. See Matt Heidi, yeah. Me that and I'm like
3: and Matt Heidi's out in theaters tomorrow for a limited time in Europe and then on demand, I think in either December or January and then and then uh, another movie I have out called Daughter is out on December 8th Jenny's birthday
1: wow happy birthday you get a movie <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> well, yeah I have a whole bunch of movies that I did that are coming out and then we have that we also have on on popcorn flicks uh salvage we, have, marines. we have salvage marines that are also doing a, a Christmas with Casper this year on popcorn flicks where they're doing like I don't know, five or six movies of mine that they're doing, like uh, different strange different movies that most people haven't seen. I haven't even seen them. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, they're doing that and and Salvage Marines, which is a series that she and I did, and uh, she's awesome in that. But
2: I gotta tell you, the thing I'm very most excited for is Battle of Saipan. Yeah, me like, too. This was such a labor of love and and immediately on set we all got there and it was like instant family. Uh, and there were so many like cool coincidences, like he did Casper, uh, a Casper movie forever ago, like in the late nineties. And a guy who was on that with him just happened to be in the movie with us randomly.
3: Yeah, I hadn't seen him in, oh well, God. I, I, 30 years. Yeah, I guess it was, uh, yeah, it's got
2: 25, 25
1: years ago, yeah. Yeah. So. The wow. That's so cool. And um, well, I'm glad that I have you both here now because I can ask questions to both you guys. Yeah. Um, so I absolutely adored Sophia. Mm-hmm. Uh I loved I loved her character. Um she's a charge nurse. Like she's or if she wasn't the charge nurse, she sure took charge. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, like uh that was probably one of the highlights of seeing in that movie um was a strong female character pushing through and plowing through and like okay this is what we're gonna do we're gonna go to the infirmary we're gonna find all of any things that could like hurt somebody and we're gonna gather it all you know and then the way that you handled yourself whenever like there was the spacing of the um the the uh, patients and you're like no that's too close you know it was phenomenal and then we won't even get into like the end scene where you just you know come in with a badass self and annihilate things.
2: Yeah, I mean, playing her was really cool because, you know, I'm turning 39 years old and these girls are in their 20s and they're these young nurses. And, you know, back in the war, his mom was a nurse uh, for the Navy and she talked about how those nurses like they got. It's like you got your training and then you had to get in there and you had to make use of it. And a lot of these girls were coming straight out of homes, you know, where they just were trying to have a bigger life. And then they got thrown into this scary high octane experience and you know I think Sophia had kind of uh, of course you never know war till you're in war but because she was the more experienced one I think what I tried to do with her is show she was scared shitless but knew if somebody's stepping up in this group it's gonna have to be me like I can't let these little girls do it these young girls so I really enjoyed playing that my sister is a nurse and she was like one of the head nurses in the ICU during COVID. And, you know, she's all of 130 something pounds picking people up, moving them, sitting with people while they took their last breath. She even had to do that for my grandfather when he got COVID and went in the hospital. So these nurses carry huge weights, physically, emotionally, the, the, the intelligence that they have to have in the moment it's so remarkable and insane and I was telling Casper watching the film these are real people who went through this so it just meant so much more to us to get things right and to do things um accurately so and there was a moment where at the I won't say what happened but there was a moment where Casper's character did something and I just was crying thinking about this man and and these sacrifices that he made and I told him, I said, this is the first film since we've been together over oh, seven years that I watched and I didn't see you. I saw this guy.
1: Right, it's very personal. It's a very personal experience. And the fact that you guys both were able to bring those characters to life, the the struggle internally, emotionally, all of that um, facial feature, like everything. It was like you guys were in that moment living that experience and feeling those feelings that are very raw and very real so in this uh casper you play vic who is an overextended tired but um capable uh medic in, in world war ii off in this field hospital um and you can definitely see the toll that things they're taking, you know, like with certain mannerisms and um, how it's kind of strained you to the extreme emotionally, mentally, and you're kind of at a point that's almost to a breaking point when this movie picks up because you've been through so much and you've seen so much already within the war. Um, how did you channel this character?
3: Um, thank you. I I really appreciate that. And I'm very touched by you uh, seeing that, recognizing it. When Brandon told me, when I read the script, I thought this is really good. And then when he told me that this was based off of a real man who in in this, that when the Japanese attacked, because they were fighting for their lives, they, uh, he really did stand in and they they fought off the Japanese. He killed a a certain amount of it. Uh, He killed a lot of them, over 80 and uh and there was a whole bunch of them that did it it wasn't just him but he stood up and at the end he was stabbing people with a knife not the hammer which i used but it was a a, a knife he stood up and he died but the back then the military didn't talk about it because he had taken the hypocritic oath and back then it was a huge thing if, if a doctor actually broke that um it was a sign That's of so good. dishonorable so he didn't get recognition until under obama who you know they uh he didn't get that. So he never got it because he died. But he actually saved some of the doctors, some of the patients, and some of the nurses. He actually was able, what his, his actions alone saved. Otherwise, they would have all been killed. So he's amazing. So to play somebody like that, um, and I, I haven't talked about this to anybody, so I'm going to tell you right now. My, my, uh, my whole family is all military. And I've talked about that often. My grandfather was Marine World War I, but my mom's dad was a medical corpsman. And they called him Doc. They called him Bones because he was always putting people back together and doing all this during World War II and the Korean War. So he was doing all this. He came back from the war. He came back from one of, the, one of his, his uh, times out. And it, he'd done so much work with people saving him. He came back and the buddies and him, they all went to a bar first. And he put his head down at the bar and they all go, let him sleep, we'll go back. And they went off and they came back about two, three hours later and his head was still in the bar. And he died right then and there. And I think that he died. I mean, obviously alcoholic, guy. I I have that in me too, other things too. But I think that the toll of what these men and women go through, uh, so emotionally draining and emotional, I don't know if people know this, but when I do my roles and there's something that is emotional, it supersedes and is far more draining physically on me than any physical activity I do. I go and I can fight all day long. I can come back. I'm energized. I can be with my wife and be like, hey, and feel like a man. And, you know, just be like, yes. But if I've been emotional, I'm like gone. Wiped out. Wiped out. And and this role was one of them that I was emotionally charged and wiped out, but I, I couldn't quit because uh, it's a story that needed to be told. And I know we took a lot of liberties and we had our own things, but it was such a, a character deep to heart. So I think I was uh, channeling my m- my relatives and the, and the servicemen that serve in, in the military. and I want to do I want to do the best I can to respect for what they did, so that I can be this actor in a movie and get put on blood makeup instead of having the real ma- the real deal, like what my grandfathers did and my father did and and the other men in, in my family. Th- their bravery is something that that is is so inspiring that if you get an opportunity to do that, I think it's it's you do a disservice to, to, to so many, but mostly you do it to yourself if you don't do the work. So for this one, it was, uh, it was important and it meant a lot to me. And I'm really honored that you would say all the things you just said. Yeah. So I appreciate it very, very kindly.
0: Yeah.
2: He always approaches military roles with such honor and patience and- uh,
3: reverence, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's something he was gonna do. That was going to be his path. And then he started acting. And it took off from there. And he said the way that he can honor that is to every time he gets the opportunity to play one of them, do it with honor. He's been offered scripts before where they don't shine the military in the best light. And he says, this one isn't just for, this one's not for me, but he likes to highlight the heroes. And I think that's really honorable of him as an
3: artist. It's also the experience I had. It's also the main experience. I I know there's bad apples in everything we do, but my experience of the men in my family were, they were all extremely heroic and, 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 you know, if my grandfather was not one of the three survivors of his battalion in World War I, I wouldn't be here. So, you know, he lost all his, all his friends. They all went together. That's when they used to ship them all out together. And, and they put the lights on the Germans, the Germans, to spot them, you know, because they were all the electrician battalion. And, and then they, the Germans saw them and bombed them. And they're gone. So um, my grandfather and two others didn't die. And he
2: said when he took him there, he, they just, he just cried.
3: When what he thing? saw the monument, yeah, that was the war monument in Wyckoff, New Jersey.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: oh see and that's like that's what I love about this is because even though it's a it's a true story you feel like you're in it you feel like you're living it you feel like you're experiencing all of this stuff that those before you have to be able to get us where we are now as as a nation as a people um as you know humanity so to speak um so that was really poignant so you had moments of hero- heroism like all of the time and it's really sad that a lot of these stories don't get told so I'm so happy that you guys are you know Brandon took it under his wing and was like we're gonna tell this story and I'm so thrilled that you guys signed on to this to to help make that impact a little harder
2: yeah and Brandon's such um he's he's a real artist and He gets that emotional connection and he gets the importance of where we come from and what built our country and and understanding in that time, those men and what they had to go through. And I think it was really important to him. And that's something that's so beautiful. Not only was he, look, he covered the technical stuff. There are some beautiful shots in this technically, but the thing I loved so much about working with a director like that is he was so thoughtful. When you came to him, you're like, okay, what's going on? He thought about it. Like, he didn't just blurt out answers. He wanted to entertain what you said, think about where it is emotionally in the script, in the scene between these people. He thought about the relationships just as much as he thought about the technical stuff. And that was so cool to work with someone like that because you have so many directors who could do one or the other. And he just nailed the action, he nailed the heart, he nailed the story. He. Like, he was just so rad and cool to be on set with. Like, at the beginning of set, he came in, and of course, he was very in his mind, like, thinking about what was going to happen, but he said hello to everyone and hugged all of his actors, and it was just a really great experience to yeah. work with him.
3: And and, and to go on, on that some more, too, he was, um, you know, he wrote a, a great script, and then he, uh, then Louie and I... Uh working with Louis uh was he's amazing. And and the girls were amazing, and and the other actors, everybody really stepped up. But the relationship I had with Louis for me in this was really fantastic. And we saw something. Um, and we all saw something, Brandon, him, and I, and we we changed a lot of the dialogue. We'd work on it and we started throwing in all these these baseball themes into it, and we worked off it. And I'm from Jersey, so I talk like this, and so and Louis's from Australia, he has an Australian accent normally, but he was like, hey, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it a Bronx accent. And so he went into this. And he did a great I, job. I never get cast as somebody from Jersey because they always, they always say I look like I'm from uh California, California. <laughs> even though I'm a Jersey, I'm Jersey. I'm so Jersey it's unreal. So I got to do Jersey in this, I got to talk like I, I would talk one back then. And he did it, and we talked about baseball. I had to tell him all about baseball and what we were doing, and we went into all the statistics, and we looked it up, and we went through all this, and we added all these new things, and and we come to Brandon, and we go, hey, what do you think about this? He goes, that's great, and so we kept going and adding on to this. All of us would do the and. We had all oh, this. Oh, I love that. So we had all these things. So our relationship came like this, and then we came up with these ideas. My character first was written more like Louis's character, just a badass all the way through, not a doctor that wouldn't wouldn't perform this. And when he, he told me, this doctor, you know, it went against everything he wanted to do. He didn't want to ever kill anybody. That's against it. You know, he took that oath and he meant it. So I had to do that struggle. We all do. The other the other doctor, too, because at first when we come out, we we're going to come out all sharp with the rifles. But then we're like, maybe You're we like, shouldn't. Maybe we should be like not doing this. And then the guy got to go. You guys need to step up. So it became a theme. But that, that's really what they fought against, because they would not have been like, yeah, let's go let's shoot. Nowadays, the doctors would do whatever. I don't know necessarily what they would do. I'm not going to speak in terms, but I think people are trained more to be able to to fight. You know, we've been, uh, human life has been devalued a little bit. And so people are willing to, you know, take shots at people in in the old wars, in World War I and World War II, they would 70 something percent of the bullets were fired over the heads of the enemies on both sides. Because
1: nobody wanted to be there. Nobody wanted to be there. Nobody wanted to do that. It was the egotism of somebody greater than them that put them in these positions. So, yeah. And they, um, when they fought against
3: each other, they always, they, they would get together and do things together. They would celebrate afterwards. Whoever watched it yeah. was like, hey, good game. Basically, yeah. Like, yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Like,
2: yeah. They, they shall not grow old or whatever. Yeah. We watched that oh. and it was just incredible how the people who were captive, they were sitting there having drinks together, laughing. They couldn't
3: putting speak the same on, language. the German had on American and the American. Like, and, they were human. <laughs> it was amazing. Right. And
1: see, that's, that's really funny, because that that's been that way up until yeah, until recently, because even in like my family history, uh, one of my great great uncles knew General Custer and was taken in as prisoner, but they played chess together, you know, (laughs) like, and he ended up naming his son after Custer, you know, so it's like, it's 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 the there was humanity in it kind of and now it seems like yeah you're right what there's a devaluation of the human factor in life um going off of that I did love absolutely love the ending and I don't want to ruin too much of it um but you see that internal struggle of having taken that Hippocratic oath and having gone through all that you've gone through Uh, because at the very beginning, you're like, I've never picked up a weapon. i am not taught to do that. You know, that's not what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And and then, you know, you've got Louis' character coming in here like, you got to do it, you know, here, and throws it at him, you know. So um, you'd see this internal struggle of having to do something that breaks the oath. So you're already feeling, you know, terrible about yourself and having to do what's necessary, but also you know doing the hard right you know which that would be the hard right over the easy wrong but then at the end you get to see that humanity side come back in and you're sitting here like you could do something quite easily but you sit back and you don't and yeah. i thought that was like i'm getting chills like yeah. that was the most beautiful it it, it was part. written
3: it was written i in fact Was written and the stunt guys go, okay, we're gonna do exactly what Louis did because now you've become him. And I go, no, I go, no, I haven't. I'm still me. I go, I go. I was inspired by him to do what I had to do, but in the end, I still got to find that humanity. And so I I go, can we do this? Can we try this? And I went over and I talked to them and we came up with it. And that was a stunt guy, that last actor with me in that scene.
2: He was incredible. I love
3: him. He was unbelievable. His his reactions were. It gives me chills talking about because I just. I I really fought for that. And Brandon got it at first. He got it. He got it. He was like, this is awesome. Let's do it. Those guys,
2: the stunt team over there, seven, 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 they were... So insanely devoted to every single thing they did being amazing,
3: and Louis is that good too. Thing. But these guys made me look that good. <laughs> so so <laughs> Louis is that good, but they made me look that good. And, and the thing is, I also didn't want to be like Louis because at first it was both him and I. But I wanted to be slightly not as good as him because. I'm I'm physically I'm yeah, not anyhow. I was I'm, gonna say I'm, I'd like to see
2: you match him. <laughs> uh, But in
3: the character, you know, well in the roles, okay. if they if they wrote me the, they write me a role, I can play it the way they want me to play it, and yeah. I'll you know, I can be better. <laughs> I
2: know.
3: But but this guy is so good, and these stunt guys are so good that no matter what we threw at him, I even if we had a miss, they went with it and they were great. Mm-hmm. So they were they were surreal. It was just an all-in-all. I'm really glad that that last moment resonated with you because that that was something I really fought for and I wanted and I, th- I felt that's like that's the something that that where anime.
2: I cried and I was like that's not my husband that's this guy that's Vic it's him that moment you're talking about is what I was talking about I was like oh my god like
3: just yeah, because I, 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 I would want to be like him. Louis
2: yeah
3: <laughs> my ego would have wanted to be like Louis but I had to fight for this character because I he was like so you said thank you baby that's so sweet she's so sweet yeah. So, yeah, it's 100% true. I would not, my ego would be like, I'm going to be like, Louie, I'm going to fight because I never quit when I'm fighting with any of the guys I fight with. You can ask any of the guys I fight with. I fight with the best. Even though they could kill me, I'll never quit. And they go, Casper, you just won't quit. Are you going to tap out? And I go, never. So I'll just keep going with them. And and when I got to this and That's case, why
2: he has back pain. Yeah,
3: that's why I'm all <laughs> bent up and broken all over the place. I have so many injuries from things. But uh, I, 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 I love, I love being on the set and I have so much magic, but, but doing that role and it, for her to say that's such a huge honor, but I, it's also, I just wanted to fight for that because those moments, that's what this character was. that's who he is. And it's not, it's not ego driven. It's, it's ego driven in that. I want the character to be held in, in, in highest esteem the way he should have been yes. seen, but not as in, Oh, I gotta be a good fighter and tough macho guy. I don't care about it.
2: Well, you, you interviewed Ewan, right? I don't I,
1: know. I interviewed Owen. was Amazing. Yeah, he was great. Um, And I have to say, because I've seen many of your movies and that's this movie was a fun one to watch you in, Casper, just because it's so starkly different from all of the other characters that you've played. Um, So I was it was it was really beautiful to see that range uh, uh, that I think some some parts have been missed on because, you know, it's not like you're in rom-coms. Uh, you know, no. so like so it's it's it, it's it shows that uh because most of the time it's um action movies. Uh this one it it was a distinct battle between doing that and then not wanting to do that and being forced into that position to do it. And I think you did it flawlessly. Um one of my favorite scenes, my other favorite scene, and I talked to Owen about this, was when you all three are sitting in there talking. Oh about what you're going to do when you go back home um I felt like that was a moment of true humanity where you see these guys for who they are and not what they've had to do and not what they've seen um and the bantering oh my heavens the bantering that was so much fun and Owen sitting there like hey it's from, I'm because I'm from Jersey isn't it you know like that they're all
2: leaving him out so cute in that and it was so fun to be there and watch them playing with the dialogue and and kind of putting that together it was just a really magical thing to experience their chemistry the guys in particular had such a really cool chemistry where it's like these guys because a lot of times you get these macho um personalities together and there's like oh I want to do it my way and none of that They all egos got left at the door and they all talk to each other as equals. And it was just the coolest thing to see for us girls. So to see, because we were all talking about we're on set with some heavyweight actors who have been active in this business for 30 plus years. So it was cool to sit and watch the way that they navigate a scene. It was inspiring.
3: And that scene was one of my favorite scenes too and we added a lot of things into it like the baseball bat throwing it to him I said hey can you put the baseball bat in there because then we we came up with a the baseball bat wasn't in the original script at all we didn't even fight with that but then we add he, he uh 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 Brendan was like hey I'm, I'm thinking maybe we do a I wanted to do a tribute with me maybe a hammer and a baseball bat and no, I'll go I'll take the hammer and he goes I oh, baseball bat and we're like we went and then we added it all in we added all this uh new dialogue in and we ended- we're doing this thing, and I was having so much fun with Louis. And then Owen just goes, throws something, and he's like, because I'm Irish, right? And I'm like, that's <laughs> the best. He was so, he, so like, I, I was, Louis was leveling up to such a great level. Louis, I said this to Louis, I said, I know that you're one of the, the best fighters, because he's a real fighter, and he's one of the best and strongest, and i fought with some of the best. So um, I, I just want to say, he's one of the best that I've ever fought with. But I said to him, I know you're a great fighter. And I don't mean this in any disrespect or anything like that, but you're a much better actor than you are a fighter. And he is, in my opinion. I mean, he's, I'll never argue about his fighting, but I'll also never argue about his acting. His chops were so on top.
2: And they roll with the punches too. Like when yeah. something's changed, they don't sit and complain about it. They do action. All right, let's see, what do we, where do we go now?
3: Yeah, we had no time for all these things, but these guys were luckily, I mean, we, we rehearsed our things a couple of times for a couple of days, but that's it normally you have more time and lately not so much on a lot of movies they just like throw you into it but but louis and and these guys were so good but then uh, owen you know i'm just sitting there and i was i'm having this scene with this guy and then this other guy comes in and it just made just every time he did something it added so he did such a great thing and louis and i had to keep my game up so much and we had jeff fahey who came and sat behind the cameras and afterwards he he came up to me he clapped and goes he goes goes you guys he said the nicest thing ever. So it's just, he gave us a huge compliment. I'm not going to do it because then it's toot my own horn, but it was, it was, <laughs> it was really quite beautiful. I, I really appreciate
2: it. to a legendary actor, he said it, it's got to be what it felt like to watch him work. And they all, everybody in the room is a fan of the actor. He said, so everybody's like,
3: whoa. He said Pacino and De Niro. He did. Yeah. He was, he was, De Niro.
2: He said it was like watching Bobby D.
1: <laughs> now I told you that I get on tangents where it's kind of like ridiculous fun. And you and I, we have something in common um my name is jenny uh, yeah. my my real name is jenny without you know it being jennifer and she is jennifer but gets called jenny um and i was watching confessions of a superhero yeah i told you i do my research yeah i guess so <laughs> um i was watching that and i i got to the part where it was talking about you know the the donkey thing um yeah, I know. But yeah. I want you to know that I've gotten that, too. So I want you to know
2: you're not alone in this world. Thank you, girl. It just came out of left field. I'm looking at my dad like, are you kidding? And, you know, it's really crazy. It's the, not even true. The first, the <laughs> first that movie were filmed 20 years ago. Oh, okay. Because I'm turning 39, and I filmed that when I was 19 is when I started filming. When yeah, because I, was- I remember you,
1: uh, you left, uh to go at 19 there and you were the hollywood wonder woman yeah <laughs> uh, which is incredible and I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna confess something now since we're yeah getting...
2: confessions of hero uh, and jenny
1: yeah um i went to i didn't know that you were supposed to tip those people and now i feel bad um because i'm you know i'm from texas we don't know these sorts of west texas doesn't know these sorts yeah. of things So I went over there for a funeral and I got to, we met Deadpool and we met, um, well, my kids didn't want to meet him. It was the Johnny Depp, uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory character. They They were terrified. Yeah. Yeah, Well, he he was terrified and I was like, I feel so bad, but it was wonderful to see that that's where you kind of got your start. Yeah. You really are like a rags to riches, you know, and success. Uh, story from Hollywood. Um, you know, because it was you coming home from college and then breaking down and like, I'm never gonna leave this place. And then your mom's mm-hmm. like, well, when do you want to go? And like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Bye. Is it that she I... didn't like me at all or she loved me enough to let me go. <laughs> We're we'll still go, trying we'll to, to get that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll go with the ladder in this one. Yeah,
2: it feels positivity good. all the way. That's better. <laughs> But okay. yeah, I, I got to do a lot of really interesting things from that. You know, I, I owe a lot to, gosh, I don't want to cry, so I'm going to say I owe a lot to Chris Dennis um, because I had moved there and I was very much alone and knew no one in the world. Like I felt completely alone. And he called me Diana, and I was like, <gasps> I said, call L. You know, and he was like, oh, do you have your suit? I said, I sure do. And that's how it all started. I just met him out there on a Saturday and we worked together for like two hours and I went home and I never stopped working with him. We just, we had this con- this childlike excitement that we shared and um, he's a really misunderstood person from a lot of people. He was family to me. And so somebody will come up to me and, and try to say something negative about him. Well, gosh, he's this and that. And I said, well, who would you be? If you had gone through what he's been through in his life, who would you be? like at least he's still standing and mm-hmm. you know, and losing him was it was a really strange thing for my heart because he got me on Jimmy Kimmel live. I did thirty two episodes with him uh he if he booked a movie, no matter how big or small the project paid or whatever, he said, "Oh, I've got a Wonder Woman who's great, I've got Jenny you know he brought me along to commercials, to print jobs, to jimmy Kimmel to documentaries like I was his plus one always, he always looked out for me. And I just love him. And that changed my life. The the producers of My Name is Earl watched that documentary and called me to come audition. And I auditioned and booked a a one episode role on that. And then I'm walking on the um, lot, the Fox lot to audition for New Girl, nervous as can be because I'm getting these bigger auditions at that point because of the documentary. And I hear a familiar voice go, Jennifer, Jennifer Wenger. And I'm like, what? And I turn around and it's Jason Siegel. I'm a huge fan. He was there filming How I Met Your Mother. I'm a huge fan of you from Confessions. I'm in your corner. I'm rooting for you. I just hope everything in the whole world great happens to you. And I just had these surreal moments. And then I, from that high, I went in and booked New Girl, you know, because it's just that positive energy flow. And I, I shared myself with so many people and it was welcomed back to me. And that was just such a magical thing. It wasn't for a role I did. They really just loved who I was and wanted to support I, me.
3: She's easy to love. Oh my gosh. I'm going to just say that. I'm going to be real honest. My family loves her more than they love me.
2: <laughs> and <laughs>
3: It's true. It is it's, it's entirely true. Um, my family does. They're they're actually, they really appreciate her. Um, And uh, they're really grateful for her in, in, in my life. They feel like they got me back when I married her. And now we live in Florida, so we're, we're, we're really back now. We're back with my family. So all <laughs> well, my kids are all growing up. So they're, uh, you know, my mom and dad are here and my sister, and we're, we're all helping take care of them. So. And
2: he's such a precious, supportive man. And, you know, I had, I had dated actors in Hollywood, and I really knew what? they put you They put you in categories, these guys do, most actors. And he never put me in a box. He loved who I was. A couple he, boxes
3: I'd like to put her in.
2: Oh, my God.
3: I don't even know. I don't even know what that you means. Mean a box? <laughs> what? No, like, a, like a Wonder Woman box. You know, just showing up. Not the
2: Barbie Wonder Woman box.
3: Yeah, a big exactly action barrel so. box. Oh, like all my toys. No, but he's such
2: a sweet, supportive guy. And he he reminds me a lot when I'm like down down on myself, like, oh my gosh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And he's like, you've done everything, you know, now just do what you want. You've worked hard. You're good at what you do. Just put yourself out there and enjoy yourself. Like I want to be that man who supports you in a way where you feel fearless about that stuff. Cause I just, I'm I'm obsessed with, am I contributing? Am I contributing art? Am I contributing money? Am I contributing uh, my energy and my attention. Like I, I'm so focused on contributing. It's such a big thing for me because I always felt like from East Tennessee, what can I give this huge business? You know, like it's such an ego thing to think that I can bring something to the table, but we all can.
3: And we have fun. And she did. She bought so much to She's in that, that one of my favorite trailer moments in, in Saipan. And we can mention this is because it's in the trailer. So in in the trailer, she comes up, she has that Badass moment where all of a sudden the nurse takes that shot. And it's just so yeah. because this is the deal. In real life, there would be people that would be afraid of it, and there'd be people that died, and there'd be people that stepped up. And some of them might die, but some of them might also be the reason why they saved. And this is, there's a lot of people that died in this. It wasn't, it wasn't like, hey, everybody was saved. A lot mm-hmm. of them died. But enough of them were saved that this to person story. this person did this effect. And he had them others shooting and and fighting too so they it was all of them fighting but he stood at the doorway and and where he did it where my character did it in this one too but uh it's true it's that so that to me is amazing and and, and she's jenny is is we have fun we have fun i've I've, <laughs> n- I've never had more fun on a set or at home or in my life in general we travel together all over being in, in Thailand, we we just it was so much fun shooting that over there
2: Oh, yeah, I'm going to the temples as a a group, like me and the nurses, Flavia and Natalia and Devaney, we just, and and Luana, we all just got along. It was just very easy. And especially uh, Devaney and Natalia and Flavia are going to be my sisters for life. There's a connection that was so special between me and those girls that it's unexplainable. It's like you meet somebody and you feel like you had another whole life with them and it's, it's also interesting that we were playing these characters who go through such a traumatic thing together and and find their feet together. Because it's kind of like what we were doing in real life, like our version of it. Not, a, not as high stakes, but, you know, we're with these people who are so much more experienced than us. And we just band together and just decided we're going to have fun no matter what. We're going to live in this present moment. We're going to go to these temples. We're going to do blessings and experience food together it was just like a really cool thing
3: oh and i want to say yeah. something on that there was one day i was prepping for a scene it was one of the intense scenes it's uh when we're coming back into the room Louis and i are coming back to the room and everybody's in there we this is where we're, we're gonna go for one of the last stands one of our last stands and we're coming in there with you with owen we're coming we're carrying him in and just before we carry him in just before we go in i'm i'm, I'm doing something and and uh
2: He's very in this I'm, I'm in my head
3: at this point. I'm not always in my head. A lot of times on set, I'm not. But this one I was. I mean, I had a lot of dialogue, a lot of things. So I'm, 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 I'm prepping for this. I'm trying to figure out where I was. And Louis just reaches over and grabs me. And he goes, look at that. Look at it. And I look over, and I see the nurses talking. The, the, the nurses all talking to each other. And they were laughing and giggling in this moment in there. he goes, isn't that beautiful? And I went right out of my head, into my heart, into my body. And I went, yeah, it really is. Sometimes as actors, we can take ourselves too serious, sometimes. And sometimes we can really live in the moment. When he took me out of me in my head and brought me into the moment and saw in trauma, there will be these moments where people will laugh. There are awkward moments and things that happen and all these things going on. People, people are real. And this was a real moment with whatever they were saying. We didn't know because we couldn't hear They were way over, way over away from us. But he just grabbed me really hard. And Louis is strong. I mean, he's got (laughs) got an iron fist. I mean, he really does. He He pulled
2: him back into reality. He grabbed me
3: when he held me. Yeah,
2: because it's it's easy for girls to kind of get catty on set. But there was none of that with us.
1: It was
3: beautiful.
2: I'm so excited that I got to talk
1: with you guys today. I love y'all. Y'all are amazing. Yeah, I know. You're amazing. And I, I think
2: more people should look for a best friend. Mm-hmm. I think so many people get attracted to things that go away, like hotness or money, you know, like, and if you, if you actually find somebody who you get along with in the quiet moments, that's what's everything.
1: Right. I think it's the Disney effect, you know, like we've been taught that this love is this big thing and grandiose thing. And If they had just teach us that, you know, you find that person that makes you laugh all of the time, that you never get sick of, that can be there for you in your dark times and in your good times and help lift you up. If they would teach kids that, you might have it would be a game changer. Yeah. Uh, And also
3: you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta teach them that uh marriages work. Yes. It's a it's a serious commitment because you have to you have to take the moments you can take your moments, you take all the things and time you need, but but when when the going gets tough, that's the times you got to step up. Yeah, and it doesn't true. always work. I'm I'm divorced too. She's divorced too. So it's it's not like we we haven't we haven't been through that too. But it, when you find your person and it, it it's right, it still uh, takes work and it's still but it's fun. But the because you realize is it's manageable. manageable. Yeah, you know,
2: like we we have been struggling a lot over the last year and a half. We've been pregnant three times, lost every single time. Like it's it's been ten weeks problems 10 weeks problems 10 weeks problems and so we've gone down that it's an unthinkably hard, hard path yeah um but I couldn't have done it without him mm-hmm. at all like the days where I was weak he was strong and vice versa like it's been such a cool support because he's always totally strong the the pain that mm-hmm. I feel when I'm in my own devices mm-hmm. doesn't even compare to the pain I feel when I see my partner in pain It's worse that way. So we both feel that. And so we step up when the other one's in the most pain. And and to me, if a relationship hasn't been tested on that big level like that, you you don't really know (laughs) how you can get through something. Like there are so many people in the IVF world who get divorces afterwards. And I was reading those statistics and I just felt so sorry for those people. But also it was like, but it would have happened eventually anyways. If 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 the first time going gets rough, somebody's gonna jet on you. They would have jet on you. It's like
1: that with uh, special needs families too, because I've got two that are on the spectrum, and it's so crazy to see the statistics of marriages with a child that has special needs or, you know, whatever. That those fifty percent of those end up failing. Right about that. Unless you know you go through something really big, you don't really quite know if it's gonna
3: last and, and once you've gone through something really big and you guys have made it then you realize something you go i have somebody else that will work on it with me because you have the other moments like you say the the, the couples that 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 uh, you know uh, i've had a, a son who had some issues and stuff like that and my ex and i didn't work out and and, and it's because there wasn't a working together we weren't compatible we weren't in anything no no offense to anybody on that one but we weren't compatible compatible um, And we didn't figure that out until later. They it, were very
2: compatible. Yeah, we're, we're,
3: we're compatible. <laughs> yeah. Compatible we very compatible. Compatible. We are
2: compatible. Yeah. Compatible. We're compatible.
3: So <laughs> we are compatible.
2: Pronunciation
1: um, is everything for that one.
2: You know, I want to compliment you right now. You have a warmness and yeah. a kindness to you. that's incredible. And I'm just so thankful that those kids have you as a parent.
3: Yeah, they're lucky.
2: Oh no. <laughs> no, it's so beautiful i you know i my my best friend and my writing partner she teaches children on the spectrum film and how to edit videos and stuff like that, and the work she does i I always tell her when she tries to minimize what she does, I'm like it's just so important
3: can you move can you move to the right for a second yeah, um,
2: oh beto <laughs> beto for oh yeah. <gasps> I met him. I oh, met him,
3: and him. He signed it. He signed it. he did? Oh, he's, oh, a cool. he's a cool dude. Yeah, I, I like love him. him. I'm
2: like, is it a cat? Are you trying to look at No,
3: Nicholas no. no I, just <laughs> at co- I, just, uh, I said, you're definitely our people. <laughs> 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 I don't want you don't have to put that in the interview. But <laughs> oh
1: no, you're fine. I love <laughs> the man. Um he, he actually reminds me of Robert Kennedy.
3: Yeah, oh, and, not, the, not, and the way
1: yeah. that he does everything, the way he talks. Yeah. Um and I got to talk to him personally um, and, and kind of see how he was. And I've, I was with, I was for him whenever he went up against Cruz and was for mm-hmm. him with Abbott. So I, I'm hoping that he keeps going and trying because the dynamics are shifting. Like uh, the the millennial and Gen Zers are starting to come out in full force to vote and their demographics. Yeah, quite, it's, quite,
3: look- it's quite beautiful. It, it's not working in Florida so much right now, but... but- <laughs> where we're at, what a... that's where
2: we're. We're in. throwing a penny in the well.
1: We
3: throw, yeah, we're throwing it in, trying. We're, we're a throwing... for
1: effort, A for effort. Uh, yeah, one day, one day, he'll be president of the United States.
3: Right. I think he'll be hope good so one hopefully.
2: You know what? Yeah. I, I think that the longer they hang in there, eventually it works out. I mean, you look at somebody like Joe Biden, who has been in the political system since before I was a human being. <laughs> basically
3: before anybody was yeah so he was the look, first man how a, long a it took family. him
2: to get there
3: <laughs> i think he came before adam and eve right yes <laughs> he, was
1: like he was the tester he was the prototype
3: yeah
2: yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> absolutely
1: and oh my um, gosh I you
2: guys are so fun oh you are <laughs> i'm I so glad to... that we
1: connected yeah t- i took brandon because like I'm new to Pup, is the one that's been doing this. I'm actually a writer, like, I write books. Yeah, I was talking to Brandon, and apparently, like, I was like, Hey, Brandon, you want to come on my show? And then I started reaching out to everybody, and then Pup's like, But you're doing it wrong. And I was like, Oh, what you're saying? I can't just go to these people and ask them if they my show, I have to go through managers and PR, and she's like,
2: Yes, and I was like, Ugh! You know,
3: so uh, yeah, I, don't, I think lovely. in
2: today's day and age, everything's so open. I-
3: uh, old school like me, I think I'm old. Most people go through managers and things like that. But there's a lot of people have, have approached me online and I'm trying to go do that too, where I can. But it's, then you have to vet the people too sometimes because sometimes- You don't want
2: to end up on a site that's like- you
3: know, Bro Nazi. Exactly.
2: True. You have to look at people so much to even know if they're a brand you want to attach yourself to. Right. But, you know what and I mean? and I, I'm
3: usually not very political. I'm usually not very political because I, I'm I'm an actor. And so mm-hmm. I should really for me, my expertise is not in politics. I have my opinions, I have strong opinions, and I and I and I choose to vote on them. And I and I do make my, you know, I do believe in all that. But I also believe that I don't, I haven't done enough research to be a, a very political person in, in that aspect. I just think we need to be more kind to people. And I think that too, too many people are not. Well, we're, we're,
2: we're old school of the thing of working across the aisle. Like yeah. We we yeah. don't vote Democrat or Republican. Mm-hmm. We vote for the policies and for the person. Like
3: Which is basically for me, Democrat right now.
2: <laughs> right? Right? That's kind of where I'm at, too. So yeah.
1: I understand. love John
3: like McCain. Yeah, I get I love John that McCain.
1: John, oh, oh, Can like, we just talk about the party? Like, I keep telling people, and I was like, the party of John McCain is dead. It is. and that is. That is gut wrenching and
2: heartbreaking. You know, everything him- he worked for and sacrificed, and it's like in an instant, everybody who worshipped him forgot.
3: My father, yeah. my father flew with him. My father uh, knew him, and oh wow, he said he was a good man. He said uh, that he also said that um, he he uh, lost a lot of planes because he got he got shot down quite a bit. Um, I think, yeah. <laughs> um, and my dad never did. My dad was in 20 years, oh. he was a 20-year pilot. So he, he just like he never had to jump out of a landing. He said he he's always something.
2: stuck a landing.
3: He's always stuck a landing. So he's, wow. my dad's always he's got that, but he loves John McCain. Yeah. He thought he was a great we love John McCain. So Mc- and I and I was well,
2: where have all the John McCain's gone?
1: I know we need more of them. But like that's like the the moment in time that is locked away in my in my brain uh on John McCain is I sat there and I watched the count for the Affordable Care Act. I watched that happening. And he had just had surgery. And he walks up with his thumb sideways, walks up, and, and like, votes, you know, to keep it. And I'm sitting here, like, with his thumb. And I'm like, this is a Winston Churchill moment, you know? Like, this is this is it this is his moment right there and that's where he went off and that's the last we saw him that's the last thing he voted on and he walked right back out went back home and you know lived the rest of his life in in mostly peace outside of you know some people attacking him but yeah unbelievable you know
2: yeah i mean for me every time that that came up i would say if you haven't been through one percent of what that man has been through, mm-hmm. you shouldn't throw your opinion in.
1: Yeah, really shouldn't. Well, do you guys have anything else that's coming up, like projects that you're currently working on?
3: I do have Mad <laughs> Heidi that comes out tomorrow in theaters and then it'll be online.
2: It's a wild ride, and I really love that film. It is crazy.
3: I play uh, the Swiss dictator, uh, president, um,
2: lunatic. It's great. Yes, so and every
3: cheese joke you can possibly do, or chocolate joke, <laughs> army night joke. Is in this movie, and they the right. Swiss location movie. So they not. Right. They, it, it's it's on my Instagram. Some of the stuff yeah. like that. So
2: Matt Heidi daughter
3: daughter, which is uh one where I play a psycho. crazy psycho dad who uh I have a Vietnamese family, and I'm I'm um it's it's really and it, I creep my my wife out every day. Because yeah, he's I,
2: disgusting on it. Yes, thank so, you yeah he's disgusting
3: and then uh Battle of our,
2: saipan of course Battle
3: of saipan we're so excited about we have salvage marines on popcorn flicks and they have a whole bunch of things they're doing right now yeah. and you get popcorn flicks for free so that's great um, and
2: then we'll be in germany if any of your listeners or whatever are in germany we're going to german con uh the, first, first, through the, the fifth fifth first
3: through the fifth we'll be then. there
2: but i think it's the second third and fourth
3: yeah and then i'm and then we're gonna be at, tampa, at a TampaCon. tampa con but tampa. also i have uh Another one coming out called uh the one with Tom Wompat called uh Tom
2: Wompat. Oh County Line No Fear. County
3: Line No Fear. And I played the and play the art the nemesis in that too. <laughs>
2: and he has Monsters of California coming out if you're an alien fan and with Tom Tom Don DeLong from Blink 182, his directorial debut.
3: And he rocked it. He did such a what? good job. It's kind of like a an Amblin type movie. It's uh yeah. definitely got like a it's like a hip ET, E-T. E-T. yeah. <laughs> And that's I that. like
1: right up my alley <laughs> yeah that was
2: a really good one too there's January
3: a, there's, February
2: there's a kid specifically in it when I was watching and I would have to pause it to laugh he was so funny yeah. and Casper's like yeah Tom loved him too I'm like well he's a star so, so that's there, awesome
1: so there's a couple a people good.
3: in it and and then I have one other that I can't remember but there we go
1: well well, that'll be great. I'll have to have you back
2: on so we can talk about some of these projects. Them.
3: Oh, I have. So hung- oh, you have a hunt club coming out
2: with Mina Savari.
3: Yeah, Mina Savari, Mickey Gork.
2: Yeah. Oh, Mickey, yes. that's gonna be fun. I have to remember his resume.
3: And then, I, and that one, <coughs> and that one, I hunt women.
1: Yes, yeah, you're not- Pepper Pots, is what you are. Yes.
3: Yeah, that's I um, boy, but yeah. but I'm a gentleman. I'm- <laughs> you're an
1: Iron
3: Man. you, you you're. <laughs>
1: Oh. Um, okay. So where can people find
2: you guys if they want to follow? And... We're both on Instagram. He's at Casper Van Deen and I'm at Jenny Lou Wonder.
3: I wonder why. I wonder why. So, but yeah. On that note. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you make a... are you going to Instagram this or tweet this or My Face
1: yeah. it? I'm going to do it.
3: Okay. We will, we will retweet and Instagram and My Face it all over the place.
1: Yeah. Oh, you guys are awesome. I appreciate y'all so much.
3: We
1: appreciate you. All right. You guys have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye bye.
0: Thanks to listeners like you, Auto Imagination Media is able to continue sharing stories that inform and inspire audiences around the world. If you would like to know how you can help donate to Auto Imagination Media, so that way we might be able to continue doing what we're doing. Please check out the description below. This has been an Odd Imagination production. Here at Odd Imagination, you'll find book, film, television, and product reviews, as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Odd Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Autimagination and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit Autimagination.org, A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.org.